What's up, folks? You are tuned into the Failing Frequency. I am Ethan. And I'm Mike. And we're kind of like the bad boys of Star Trek podcasting. In that we're bad at what we do. And we swear. <laughs> yes, that too. That too. Show them, show them Mike. Um, poo. Ah, that's a good one. There we go. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say, um, cunt. Uh, <laughs> that's that's we... us losing the Americans. See, <laughs> so we do, we do all, we 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 cover the spread. We we hmm. min max the swearing. Yeah. Um, we like to get together and talk Star Trek. Uh, so we've got some of the uh, week's Star Trek related news to go yep. through with you. Then we're going to go through this week's episode of Star Trek Prodigy. What was it called? Sleeping Bones Lie. Yeah. Which is definitely a spoiler. Yeah. Right off the bat. Like, there's no way around it. I had to, on Facebook, just be like, okay, I'm not going to put the episode title as I normally do. It's going to be in the comments, hidden away, dot, dot, dotted. Because, you know, who named it and was like, no, this will be fine, spoiler wise. Even worse, they released all the episode names before episode 11 came out so i knew this was going to be the bold one two weeks ago <laughs> you mean episode you mean season three episode one yeah, yeah <laughs> the scene right. between um somewhere between last time they finished an episode a year and a half ago yeah. uh, anyway before we get on to that how you doing man yeah i'm good i'm good i'm living the dream i'm living the dream i am um, mostly awake i'm mostly happy i am uh, mostly doing all right at work I, I'm living fantastic. How about yourself? Nah. Yeah. 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 Kind of broke, and now like the 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 um like the the afterglow of Halloween has worn off. Like yeah. I love Halloween. Halloween's my favorite time of year, and now we fastly approach my second to least favorite uh, time of year behind Christmas, and that is Guy Fawkes Night. I'm hearing fucking fireworks now. I don't have a problem with fireworks. Yeah. I just wish that Guy Fawkes had um, blown up the Houses of Parliament. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be a real stickler and say, I do have a problem with fireworks. I'm sick of tired of every fucking year there being a news story where someone like, oh, these 14-year-olds who somehow got hold of fireworks, even though they all work in like supermarkets that sell them. We're firing fireworks at my car. Oh, I'm sick of those fucking news stories. Uh, I, I don't mind that, you know. I live near a, I live near some sort of events place over there yeah. where there's always fireworks going off. And I live near a car park over there where at this time of year there's going to be some teenagers firing off fireworks in there. I don't mind teenagers getting up to no good. There's fucking nothing else to do. Yeah, I, I don't mind them getting up, up to no good. It's when they're idiots and blow their hands off or they fire them at, you know, other people. Yeah. If they so, just want to are... take fireworks down to the park and set them off, that's fine. If they want to do it and blow themselves up, blow their hands off or, or fire them at kids, then, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. Same, if, if you If you want to hurt someone else, that's not cool. If you yeah. hurt yourself by accident, then you now get to be an example. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. Um, but, yeah. It's not cool that we celebrate the um, execution of someone 
who uh, should be revered as a folk hero, in my opinion. Just change it to V for Vendetta Day. That's what I do. I watch yeah. V for Vendetta every year on the 5th of November. Um, well, not just that. I, uh, I, I, got, I got worried and I was like, oh, no. I hope, I hope, no, uh, I hope there's no Star Trek birthdays on, on November the 5th. And it's fucking Armin Shimmerman's birthday on, on Guy Fawkes Night. Sad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I will be watching The Magnificent Ferengi, followed by Viva Vendetta, I reckon. Yeah. Seems like a good one. Yeah. Good pairing. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you, are you going to see me actually remember something this week? I don't know. There are time codes below. To skip through the comment, skip through not, the news, and it's not the lower decks finale. Yeah, it's not the lower decks finale. for once. For once, it's not Sweet, yeah. Um, is is yeah. So, are we are we ready to get into it? Yeah, let's fucking go to news. Sound. So, uh, to start off with, of course, the ongoing saga, the recurring villain of the failing frequency, the uh, the. Paramount Plus, Star Trek, CBS, nonsense, distribution rights. Yep. So do you remember Pluto TV? I do. I've got it on the TV, yeah. You've got it. So Pluto yeah, yeah. TV is the channel. Is it? Is it here in the UK as well? Or I thought it was just in Ireland and some of the well, places. Well, it's, it's online. It's, it's online? <laughs> is it online? It, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's online TV. It's, yeah. It's, okay. uh, it's an app rather than a a terrestrial channel for me. So I just go onto the app and it broadcasts like it's terrestrial TV. That's so bizarre to me. Yeah. It's like it's it's we're a streaming service. No, you're not. Mm. That that is not a streaming service. You are an internet te- television network. Yeah. Um so yeah and it's it's like channels. So like you can't like it's not on demand. You can't pick what episode you've got on. Yeah. You just you go and see what episode of whatever is on, on on that channel. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. So Pluto um, TV has a Star Trek channel. Mm-hmm. So you can go and watch. And now they're adding a second Star Trek channel. The, so they can... I, I was trying to remember, as we were lining up the new story, the uh, Lord of the Rings, how about second Pluto TV channel? How about second <laughs> Pluto TV uh, much better accent from yourself. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, thank mm. you. Well, thank you. So, um, includes so Trek movie reports included in this expansion is the addition of Star Trek: The Original Series, which will be added to the current Star Trek channel along with Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, which mm. will launch on the new more Star Trek channel. Oh, oh yeah. I. Oh, do you like Star Trek channel? Would How you like more second? Star Trek? <laughs> That's some great fucking great use of the English language there. Yeah. More Star Trek channel. I want more Star Trek channel. Mm. Presumably want... original Star Trek channel is just TNG and Voyager then. Because I doubt they're showing Enterprise. No. Oh wait, they uh oh no, not even that, just TNG. Just it's not TNG. known it's not known if or when Pluto TV will expand to offer Star Trek Voyager or Star Trek Enterprise. So presumably they're just showing like TNG and New Trek. Well, I don't think they've got New Trek at all. Oh, for fuck's sake, guys. 
I don't piss think up people... in a brewery. Yeah. Ever heard of one? Yeah, I don't think the people watching it on Pluto TV are really invested in Utrecht anyway, really. Yeah. Well, it's just one day we'll they'll get it. Honestly, I cannot wait for Paramount Plus to fail. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for Paramount <laughs> Plus to fail and for Star Trek to go somewhere else. Come yeah. back to Netflix or fuck Prime. Like, H- oh, HBO would be all right, but like, we ain't got it. So. Yeah, as long as they, it's available globally. You know, yeah. Star Trek's a global franchise. It should be able to be watched globally. Mm. I don't care where it is. You know. Other than Paramount Plus, you know, let's get it out of that. Uh, but other than other than that, if you can't be bothered with Pluto TV or Paramount Plus, but you just want a cheeky little fix of Star Trek to kill half an hour, mm-hmm. the um, season three, episode one of Star Trek Prodigy is currently available for free in the USA on YouTube. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, how sick would it be if Star Trek just came to YouTube? It, well, it'll be They'd nice. They'd make it'd be so nice. much money through ads. They'd literally be able to just write their own fucking checks. Yeah. So much ad revenue. Yeah. I, I, I think there's... I think having it as a streaming show, it should be like a, a tentpole franchise anyway. So I don't want to see it like disappear from being a mainstay on someone's channel. Mm. But yeah. Considering um, it, it feels weird to me that they've put, as we say, um, either season two, episode one, or, or or season three or whatever, episode one. You know, the the there wasn't a oh previously on um, that no. I thought was very good. So you're just dropping people mid season into <laughs> into prodigy. Yeah, no, before watching today's episode, I, I, I was like, do you know what? I'm gonna mm-hmm. go watch a recap. I found yeah. a I found a recap video by that that big up that that Australian fella. Mr. Sunday movies. No, no, he does he's not that into Star Trek. No. Anyway, he's he's out there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so if you wanna uh, check out the latest well last week's episode of um, Star Trek Prodigy and be somewhat lost if you're not up to speed, then go do mm. that. If you're and in if the you USA. live in the States. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you live in the States, mm. go do that. Um, go do it now. Um, but that's it for... Down. Leave yeah. us open somewhere. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's it for the uh, recurring villain. Uh, let's get yeah. to some serious stuff as well as um, raising awareness, getting people to vote for uh, worthy causes and being recognized for, uh, you know, representation mm-hmm. in recent weeks. Star Trek continues to be a force for good. Recently, uh, Jonathan Frakes put out a video raising awareness for the uh, for Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month, which is uh, November. Mm-hmm. Um He's been with, let me just get the name up again because it, it is a long one. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, otherwise known as PANCAN. PANCAN. There you go. Yeah. Levity. Mm. Levity in the face of horrible shit. 
Yeah. Um, yes. In the video, um, you know, uh, Frakes mentions uh, that he's doing it in memory of his brother, Daniel, which, you know, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, one could expect that, you know, there's there's very few people on Earth who uh, can say that they are lucky enough to 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 have not had their life affected by cancer in some way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so they are raising awareness and they are going to be holding a kind of like a, uh, a community conversation um, uh, talking about, you know, pancreatic cancer and and how we can, you know, come together and, and fight it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want more information on that, you can go to pancan.org. Uh, and if you want to take part in the community conversation on, let me just get the date, uh, November 17th, um, you can go to pancan.org forward slash WPCD 2022. It'll, it'll be linked below. <laughs> and in addition to, to Freaks doing pancreatic cancer there was jerry ryan and mm. her stunt double wasn't it um, yeah for als um, yeah well there, there's a there's a longer version of the video but that one that yeah. i shared into made it so that just had that um that made me tear up man yeah but yeah so jerry ryan um along with freaks again lavar burton brent spiner michelle hurd uh, are all working with trek against als to raise awareness and are also calling for donations through GoFundMe to help Jerry Ryan's stand-in, a woman named Margot Moraskovich, mm-hmm. as she undergoes the gut-wrenching ordeal of suffering with this disease. It is very sad. Yes, yeah. Um, Wouldn't the, wish it uh, on anyone. No, absolutely not. I'm just going to read to you, like, the, you know, the, I think this, this, um, there's a part in the video where she says that you know she's going to be going through this ordeal for the next two to three years mm. because you know 99.9% of the time or whatever like a, a, an ALS diagnosis is is a death sentence yeah um, uh, there's uh, Trek movie reports um, due to her illness Margot is now unable to work and her friends, family and colleagues are rallying to help her comfortably live out her prognosis mm-hmm. any funds above the campaign's publicly listed goal which is like $200,000 uh, any funds listed above the goal or left over after her passing will be mm-hmm. given to the ALS Association's research division bummer yeah, um, I'm sadly I'm looking it up then um, mm. It's not the the only recent track um, person that that's um, had ALS and, and been uh, you know had life altering ALS. I don't know if you remember uh, Discovery, the first season when they were in the future, and there was the mm. Orion Syndicate. Yeah, and there was the guy in the uh, the stand up wheelchair or whatever yeah. it was. Um, he he was previously on Discovery in, in minor roles and backgroundy, um, but came onto that in that season um, as a guy, as an actor with ALS, and is still working through it. Uh, Keith uh, Kenneth Mitchell, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, he was. It's a he franchise was at, that has you know a couple yeah. of ALS sufferers. Um, He's a um, he was at um, Star Trek Day, wasn't he? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sad still. I, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, there's a man who has ALS, who is like one of my heroes. He's called Dave Warnick. He's a former preacher hmm. and he lost his faith, deconverted. He does, hmm. he did a lot of activism, still does a lot, a lot of activism for free thought and, um, you know, promoting atheism. Yeah. Um, and part of his like thing is is telling people, listen, I am, I'm I'm staring death down as we speak, mm-hmm. and I'm not afraid to go to hell. I'm not bothered about going. You know, yeah. He's um, you know, he's a very brave man. He he confronts his prognosis mm-hmm. on a regular basis in open debate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's some, uh, there's some very strong, very, very strong people out there, man. There are, there are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stronger and than if, I. Stronger than mm-hmm. I. Oh yeah, no, I'd be screaming. Just, I'd, I'd be freaking out. Yeah. Constantly. Um, but if you want to donate to that cause, you can find information uh, for Margot's GoFundMe and for the ALS associations by going to trekagainstals.com. Yeah, more links down below. Mm-hmm. Have we? Um, have we got? Let, let's, uh, let's let's try and yeah, whip, crack enough, into enough something. This, um... en- enough of sadness and the end of life. Let's go to the beginning of lives. The children. Uh, Star Trek Prodigy has been nominated for best animated children's series at the Children and Family Emmys. Um, mm. What do you reckon? Do you reckon it's? Do you reckon it's in? Do we? Do we know who it's up against? Um, I'm, I'm going to say no instantly because I know Tales of the Jedi just came out. Ghosts, but I don't know if that's going to be on there. But I do okay. know that like it's up against um, Tail Dark and Grim, which I know kids love. Never the Cuphead that. Show, which I know kids love. Yeah. Um, I've never heard of City of Ghosts. A Proud Family rings a bell. Um, but yeah. Uh, See, I, I, I don't have any. I don't have any young people in my life. Um, you know, my. my Younger sisters are grown up out of that stuff now, so I have no idea about kids' shows. Yeah, I, uh, I just, I just don't think, um, I just, I still don't think that it's, it's, it's made enough of a splash no. within, within Gen, within no. Gen Z, or, or what, what are the, what's after Gen Z? Because Gen Z are, are all in high school now. It's what comes after Gen Z? Alpha. I think they've got. I think they've started on the Greek version of the alpha. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's wise. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Generation Alpha, if that's what they're called, I, d- I just don't think they have the attention spans for 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 some a series like like Prodigy, considering you know that, and I I don't see it marketed anywhere. <laughs> I, you know, again, we were I was shocked when, uh, and I think you were shocked as well when a Prodigy game came out of nowhere. It's like why <laughs> you've had 10 episodes at this point yeah it's, it's nope. shocking shocking yeah and the uh, and the fucking the star trek prodigy like experience that takes half an hour to get through oh and god that's just... mostly cardboard based oh my god that just sounds like a fuck trying to take a child around that sounds like a fucking nightmare yeah 
But yeah, um, I'm not holding out hope. No, I've got no hope on this one. And I also don't think that children give a shit about awards. No. It's awards, it's isn't it? I know, yeah. I know, I did see an interview with the a couple of the makers behind Prodigy uh, this week. And, you know, they all seem very infused and they're talking about um, how they're just trying to keep, how to make it exciting for young people while keeping it in the Star Trek universe. And, mm-hmm. you know, have the the not difficulties but the the work that goes into getting 10 episodes a year out um and you know they they all seem very nice people and it'd be nice for them to win an award but at the same time you know yeah (laughs) Yeah. um anyway speaking of prodigy uh janeway's great I'd love some more live Janeway. Yeah. Um, uh, there's been some discussion recently. There's been some interviews and stuff, and there's been there's been some statements said by Kate Mulgrew and mm-hmm. and Alex Kurtzman regarding the possibility of Janeway's live action return, which we've spoken about a couple of times. We both yep. kind of feel as though like there's not actually been any production discussions about it, but that like. Kate Mulgrew's just kind of fanning the flames of yeah. it, kind of. She's like, oh, there's been talks. Have there? <laughs> Especially <laughs> considering that the actual substance of this uh, news article or, or release, what she was saying, how much how much news there was at the start of Picard that Patrick Stewart had so much creative control over it. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the news article from this week, which is... Kate Mulgrew saying, you know, oh, if she's going to come back, it needs to be fantastic writing and stuff like that. And you go, yeah, like, okay. yeah, she's. <sighs> I think I think that that's that's a better way to go about it. She obviously is yeah. like, I don't need full control, but I definitely do need a good script. Yeah, um, but at the same time, if it's just batting back script, saying like, no, I don't want the character to go this way. No, I don't want the character to go this way. No, no, no. Yeah, mm. that sounds like a good idea. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got Alex Kurtzman here, semi confirming what we've suspected. Uh, Kurtzman says, I think it's in discussion. <laughs> Again, just let's let's pretend you're running a franchise. Let's pretend you're running a franchise. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we did just have like an announcement from like Disney saying that, like, well, not even an announcement, like, it was kind of a leak. People saying that, like, Kathleen Kennedy's not allowed to announce projects anymore. Yeah. As they're in production, like, actively filming and shit. Yeah. And that this uh, has been the DC problem for a decade, in that they go, there's a Green Lantern movie, movie coming, you know? And yeah. you go, oh, cool, when? And they say, 2015, you better wait for it, you know? Yeah. Oh, by or, the way, um, we meant 2025. Or uh, or the Rock, the Rock said he wants to he wants to play Black Adam. Uh, I mean, yeah. he was good. He was good in in the Scorpion King, a film that came out two weeks ago. Yeah, and then fucking millions of years later, the film comes out and it's meh. That from what I've like, heard, I, I haven't seen it either, and don't intend to to watch it now. Um, but it it makes me laugh that when he first said that. Um, in like 2009 
he had Black Adam's haircut. You know, where it's like kind of like it's, 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 it's very much a widow's like a, peak, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and since then, he's like um, he's been started shaving, shaving his, his head. He's been <laughs> shaving his head for, for no reason other than he wants to. Um, and now they're like, no, Black Adam always looks like this. And you're like, what? Hold on. Who? What? Yeah. He looked exactly like the character, you know, not that long ago, other than he, you know, character's Greek or whatever. Yeah, um, sure. Black Adam's always looked like this, and th- there's five lights. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Um, so Kurtzman basically goes on to say, um, uh, you know, in Hollywood, what does that mean? That's like a man saying to you after a day, I'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, yeah. Um, I, I still, I've still got some minor hope that she's at Picard's funeral at the end of this next season of Picard. Yeah. Just non-speaking, cool. just at the side in a uniform. Yeah. That's all you need. Um, she, uh, so Mulgrew said, I said this to Kurtzman. God, I love her voice. I, I really want to hear her say this. Yeah, I said this to Kurtzman. The writing is going to have to be absolutely exquisite and as tight. And I mean so tight. I want the language to burst. Um, I uh, Oh, that was it. And I want the story to be so tenuous and taut. I want to hear... This is a bad thing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Let me break but... up a thesaurus. <laughs> yeah. I just really want to hear her say taut. Yeah. T-A-U-T. Taut. Mm. Yeah. Um, like when she says pecan. Pecan. Pecan pie. Mm. Pecan. Um, but yeah, if uh, if Janeway was returned to live action, it is entirely Mulgrew's doing. Yeah, yeah. She's She's been pushing this narrative since the start of Picard, I think, anyway. So. <laughs> oh, there's been discussions. Between who? Like me and this pretty lady in the mirror. Yeah. There's been discussions whether I'll take this role that will definitely benefit me very much financially. As yeah. as a, especially as a you know, compared to Patrick Stewart in you know, I'll make the comparison. Hollywood's not great for women of a certain age. Hmm. Let's say. Um yeah. and Kate Mulgrew is uh, a woman of a certain age in that regard. And yep. she, she d- had big in uh, Orange is the New Black. Oh, I can't awesome. say I've seen her much places since. And she, she is a stage person more than a, a mm-hmm. um, an actor. Yeah, no, Star Trek's always been good at, at pilfering its talent from the theatre, though, hasn't it? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, more than Patrick Stewart she would benefit from this. Patrick Stewart, mm-hmm. you know, is so close to death anyway. Yeah. Um, he's a knight of the realm. and He's, like, he's a knight he's, of the realm and he's 90. <laughs> like, you know, he, he's... He doesn't you know. need to do Picard at all. He didn't need to do Picard. Yeah. Uh, Kate Mulgrew has got many more years in front of her, relatively. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'd, I'd estimate, because the way Hollywood works, much fewer of them are going to be working years. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know what else could she do if if Janeway doesn't become a thing. She's, she's got the urge. voice. She's got the she's voice. Got the voice. She's got voice acting. She does have a great voice. Um, she could. Oh, she could. Yes. Oh, she could play uh, Daddy Warbucks in Annie. Yeah. Yes. Or the the old woman in Matilda. What's the you know? Oh, Miss Trunchbull. Oh, she'd yeah. be a great yeah. Miss Trunchbull. Yeah. Oh. This is probably where we find out when I, I do the research afterwards when I'm putting the video together. She probably was. If she was, here's a picture of her. If she wasn't, there's no picture. Um, or if she was Daddy Warbucks at any point. <laughs> yeah. If she was Daddy Warbucks, here's a picture. Yeah. Um, uh, just one more bit of news before we uh, before we go on to the Mm-hmm. Before we go on to the to the meat, um, we've got a uh, we've got a book coming out. Boldly go by Joshua Brandon. I just want to play you a um, just want to play you an excerpt from the audiobook that's come out. Long before Gene Roddenberry put me on a starship to explore the galaxy. Long before I actually <laughs> space. <laughs> you never we, saw it coming. No, we, it's we, shut we... in the face, motherfucker. We've done this news before. We've spoken about this. The audio book's out now, baby. Nice. You can now hear the Shatner face himself saying his own words. Yeah. (laughs) Part memoir, part musing, it says. So essentially what you mean is a man... Loosely structured. (laughs) Yeah, a man sat and recorded... William Shatner, 91 years old, rambling mm. away to himself yeah. for several hours. This 91-year-old uh, tried to get, keep his thoughts as structured as possible, but at some point he, you know, talks about toast for half an hour, and yeah. you know, what, what <laughs> level of his toaster toasts. And how it's not right. Yeah. How these, these damn to- modern toasters, they never get it right. Goddamn toaster. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so I'm looking at the uh, the article on trekmovie.com regarding uh, regarding this fucking book mm. um, written by big letters William Shatner, little letters Joshua Brandon. Yeah. Um, Boldly go reflections on a life of awe and wonder, mm. and um, I see this little bit here. Some some of him talking some nonsense. Um, he also delightfully devotes some of the book to his game show days. Uh, so presumably he was watching a game show while the guy was talking to him and he went, you know, I was on a game show. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, boom, 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 including the match game, Battle Tales, the Hollywood Squares and more, and gets into the weeds on what exactly was going on during his berserk appearance on Pyramid when he cost... His contestant partner twenty thousand dollars. That he so went. I'm rich and you're not. That's, yeah. Well, you're not far off. Yeah. Um, essentially, um, I don't know what the fuck is happening here, but I found two clips from from this episode. They are both both very poor quality. Yeah. Um one of them has like he has to like describe like it'll say things like things with feathers mm. behind his 
team teammate and he has to start naming things with feathers and they go oh things with feathers yeah yeah and he uh, from what i can tell he kept saying the thing that the category oh uh, he was he wasn't even playing the game then really he was trying purposely I ruining think, the game i think he was kind of trying but i think he was also maybe sort of failing on purpose because the audience was loving it okay and then at one point the um he like he keeps fucking up and he launches his chair um and it's funny hmm. uh, and then Debatable. he's playing and then he's playing the round again without without his teammate and it's just him jumping between his chair and his teammate's chair and playing the round against himself and it's all very funny it's yeah. very funny um, and this poor sounds woman... like what a narcissist would do. Um, it does really. sound a lot like what a narcissist would do. Yeah, yeah. Like, good grief, man. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, man. More so than ever before. Um, he really shat in her face this time. Yep. Fucking shatner. Right. Um, move on. I'm tired I... of shatner. <laughs> Constantly well, that, tired of shouting. That's that's it for the uh, that's it for the Trek news this week. I yeah. uh, I didn't I didn't mention the Shatner one beforehand because because I, <laughs> I lured you in. <laughs> I, I I even saw the story on Trek movie and thought, oh, thankfully we're not going to do it because we've done it before and it's just like reviews. No, no mate. you got me again. Yep, got audiobook in his own words, in his own voice. I might get it. I might get it. Audible, you get a free audio book every month. Yeah. As a reminder, this is the third book that he's um, leveraged the death of his best friend, uh, Leonard Nimoy, to try and sell a book where there's going to be a chapter on the real story about their friendship towards the end, just like two other books he's published since uh, Nimoy's death. So he's, sorry, he's published since Nimoy's death. <laughs> So, yeah, tell a shot. Oh well, yeah. Let's talk about the episode. I'm tired of yeah, it. man. Um, how how do you feel? Do you feel informed? I, I, well, now feel... I feel angry. Now I feel you, angry because yeah, you've left me on angry. You feel somewhat led led down the garden path. So... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as it were. I'm just I'm just you know, Shatner makes me angry. And um, hey, you're only angry. human, man. Yeah. Anyway, prodigy. This week, um, season season one, episode twelve. Um, uh, Let sleeping Borg lie. Non spoilers. What did you think of the episode? It's got the Borg in it. <laughs> the Borg, are, the Borg are the bad guys. Yeah, not yeah. In non spoilers, <laughs> I'm sorry if we've just spoiled the episode for you. Um, uh, the episode the title. Time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it was it was, uh, it was a good episode. It was a fun episode. It was a good. Uh, it was a good Borg episode. Um, I was yeah. like, I was quite surprised how good, considering how short it is. And usually, you know, when we mm. when we deal with the Borg, you know, we get you know 45, 40, 45 minutes to ruminate and to talk about the, you know all of the grand implications of, of whatever choice is, is being made yeah. um, that week. Um, 
Uh, this week we didn't really have, you know, we didn't necessarily delve too deeply into the um, into into what the existence of the Borg implies for for yeah. for in, for individuals. Um, but we do we do get some good teamwork. We get some we get some exposition on 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 quite a few characters. Hmm. Um, the episode starts off the where the episode starts out. Like like two minutes in is when I paused the episode and was like, "I'm gonna go watch a recap because I'm almost sure that <laughs> yeah that I'm that there's stuff that I forgot that I'm just not remembering." So yeah, yeah no spoilers, but definitely recommend if you haven't already go find a recap video for the rest of the series because you may like you, you yeah I I stumbled yeah I I've still got on my list of videos to make at some point the explaining the timeline of prodigy or explaining all of the star trek timeline i think i might expand it to yeah maybe yeah like yeah i yeah i definitely was like wait what that Who? i thought it was i thought it was the other way what yeah no nah. yeah um I, I thought it was a fine episode but there's some like real idiotic decisions by characters <laughs> bring bring me down from being like oh it's a good episode or whatever to being like oh it's just fine I I, mm-hmm. I I can't get on with this as much as like last episode or something like that because I'm just like yeah. what what are you doing please you fucking idiots mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you're kids yeah. but you know you've got grown ups around or a grown up yeah yeah and like mm. <clears throat> I think I, I know what you mean and it all stems yeah. from one complaint. That I have about the episode that I'll get into. Yeah. In the other bit. Yeah. Well, do we want to? Do we want me put to push through the episode recap and then we can do spoilers? Then we can. I'd say we might as well. Okay. Um. So the crew of the Protostar are on the Protostar trying to find the Diviners' anti-Starfleet's virus from last week, um, and they find it between some deck plating. The weapon sees seems impervious to their attempts to destroy it, but a proximity alert, uh, there's a power down ball cube outside. Um, Janeway tells the kids to run, but they've got a dumb idea that if the Borg can adapt to weapons, they can use the Borg to defeat this weapon. They board the cube and head to the central processing unit. Zero plugs themselves into Collective to extract information on how to defeat the weapon. Zero gets turned by the Borg, the Borg wake up and capture the kids. Uh, to take them to be assimilated. Uh, Gwen talks Zero out of assimilating them, um, and Zero puts all the Borg to sleep just in time for them to leave with the unfortunate knowledge that the Borg couldn't defeat the weapon anyway. Um, On the Janeway side, the Dauntless arrives at the destroyed relay station from last week, comes the revelation that the protostar must be stopped, and thanks to Jamila Jamil, uh, the Diviner wakes up. Mm -hmm. Yep. That it's a lot happened. harder to do them after drinks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what I was going to say, um, like, yeah, the kids do all make some pretty stupid choices, all yeah. informed by the fact that they, for whatever reason, have never heard of the Borg before. Yeah. Which, like, as if they've never heard of the Borg. Every single time, like, especially in Voyager, anyone yeah. mentions the Borg, everyone always knows who the Borg are. Yeah, m- mostly, you know, when when it, you know, you don't hear about them until like season three or whatever, and it's like, oh, yeah. the Borg. But at the same time, 
they've got hologram Janeway there and they come up with the stupidest fucking plan in the world. It's like, at best, at best, say everything on their plan goes to like, is fucking aces and they, you know, get through the Borg cube, they learn how to defeat the weapon that's from the future, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, The Borg then have this in the collective, which is just, you know, Wi-Fi in between cubes. Mm -hmm. They have specs on the weapon then this future technology at best so mm-hmm. congratulations kids you've handed over this future technology weapon to the borg and if they get back to starfleet before you it's ruined anyway yeah. um even if you get back to starfleet first with knowledge on how to defeat this weapon they can use it against every other fucking race in the galaxy so congratulations yeah. for doom in the whole galaxy yeah and I'm not even worst. like using the weapon. What if like now the Borg can like say like, "Wow, the the kind of fractal folding in within itself nature of this weapon that yeah. is a form that we should adopt." Yeah, um, which would make us a lot more versatile and deadly. Yeah, yeah. and then kind of like even worse than that, the proto stars there, which uh, the the episode doesn't portray the Borg great. I don't think because the Borg also get interested in new technology and the proto stars there with its like massive fucking new engine and the borg aren't interested at all so at worst you've given the borg the ability to travel around the galaxy incredibly quickly faster than they were already doing through transwarp and it doesn't need you know fucking docks at the end of it like in voyager endgame mm-hmm. um and you've given them a weapon to destroy the galaxy congratulations kids of the protostar you doom the galaxy in best or worst case yeah um like so fucking dumb i think they definitely shouldn't have sent everyone yeah should have been a should have been a dal and and what's a face win dal gwyn and and friggin zero rock. oh zero yeah no rock rock should rock and um rock's useful She's got, like, strength. Yes, but, like, you know, she's also big and slow. Yeah. In an environment where people need to run and jump and do flips. Dan, it, it, was, uh, it, was, very, <laughs> it was very good for um, Rock that it wasn't a normal crowded ball cube that we see in live action, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, she wouldn't have been able <laughs> to fit down the corridors. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, like ball cubes are usually, like, so heavily utilitarian everything's just mm. teeny tiny tight corridors that's yeah. just big enough for two borg to walk past each other yeah the only borg cube i think we've seen look like this before is the the artifact in season one of picard mm. which i double checked to make sure this wasn't the artifact um because i was like oh no this could make sense if it's like there's a borg cube here that just hasn't been discovered yet no mm. it's not no it's fine um, what did you think of the Borg, like, the look of the Borg? I think they looked kind of cool. Like, the actual, uh, like, suit they were wearing, it was very, like, like what yeah. they were wearing in, like, in, like, Best of Both Worlds and stuff. Yeah, um, and they, the assimilation they try and do is kind of, like, more like Best of Both Worlds assimilation as yeah. well, where it's not just yeah, instead of just like, yeah. yeah, which, again, lucky for the kids. I, I thought it was cool, like, a couple of the designs in there are real cool. Like, there's ones with, like, hammerheads, um, yeah, he looked like a Jadoon. Yeah. Um, 
so I thought that was pretty cool that you know we haven't really seen they've all been very humanoid and races that pretty much are humanoid like there's been one or two Klingons in there or whatever in the past like do I have an image of a bog snake in my head yeah there were yes in the episode where there was um, people's nightmares oh uh, yeah this season yeah bog snake mm. imagine that we will yeah. add your technological and biological <laughs> distinctiveness to our own. <laughs> it's just got, instead of nanoprobes, it just like bites. Yeah. You know. Oh, that would be sick. Yeah. But like the the rhino one, whatever one that was supposed to be. The Jadoon. It was it Jadoon. Um, <laughs> yeah. From yeah. Doctor Who. Okay, yeah. Moko Mofo Jopo those ones I, good good on you remembering the Jadoon's name um, but yeah have, it, have an interest in designs like that I think adds to, to what the Borg are if they're just supposed to be picking up people because yeah. we kind of know that the Borg anyway go oh you're Klingon you'll be good at picking you'll be good at being a picking up stuff Borg because you have strength hmm. so you'll be it a, makes you'll sense be, to have good at... big ones and small ones you would not, you would know, or they'd be like, well, no. I don't think the bog used barrels. I think they'd be fine, actually. <laughs> yeah, not going to be crushed by a blue barrel. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think they'd be fine, actually. Yeah. Um, Here's a question. The, the bog work kind of against the Federation because um, they're kind of an antithesis or like a mirror in that the Federation wants everyone to join, you know, very peacefully and, and do all that. And we we learn and we grow and stuff like that by sharing of knowledge. And the Borg mm-hmm. are, you know, we'll grow by you giving, you know, we'll take your knowledge yourself yeah. and we'll yeah. make you very um, standardized or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, do you think that the Borg work against a not Federation as much as they work against the Federation in that regard? Uh, yeah, I think they do. The you know, I always you know, there's the uh, there's the thing about um, the Federation being you know, fully automated lug- fully automated luxury gay space communism. Mm. Um, it it is you know, it's it's a very soft, but it's it's more akin to like a democratic socialism. And. Yeah. The Borg are very much like a metaphor for like Soviet communism, mm. and um, you know the Soviet nation, the Soviet Union. Rather, they weren't just an enemy to um, you know the United States. They were also enemies to all of their neighbors who yeah. they did that to. They said, "You give me your farm, get b- yeah. fuck off, get in the gulag." Yeah, you know. Uh, ah. So yeah, I, th- I think they do work just as well in their uh, immediate neighborhood as they do in opposition to uh, the o- other big superpower. Yeah, I, I think they it could have done work more work, and it would have been a longer episode, which is why it isn't there. With Janeway explaining more of them, mm. because they they arrive in front of this Borg ship, or this Borg ship arrives in front of them. And they're like, oh no, they're the Borg. They they want to add, you know, you to their collective. And then all these kids who are desperately trying to get to the Federation to join the Federation are like, oh, I don't want to join their collective. And yeah. it's like, 
you know, maybe you don't want to use the word zombies or whatever, but just say like it strips your individuality from you. I I, I don't think there was enough of Janeway. Doing yeah, that no sort of explanation. Like, yeah, I I was I was like I was yelling um like Gurney Halleck from Dune. Yeah, and it, you know it's like they're brutal. <laughs> you know, like she should have been like fucking shaking them. Like no. Yeah. Do not go in there. Let's turn around. Yeah. Um, Rather than let's fly the fucking ship. The the only ship of the fleet that's like this, with its advanced um, yeah, engine on it, straight into the middle of it. Great job, guys. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, And then just plug one of you into the Borg. You know, without consulting Janeway again, you just like, you get to the center of the Borg cube. Do you, do you remember the episode of Voyager where they're like, no, we're timing out going through this Borg cube, this simulation of it to get it exactly right? Because when we need to do it, we need to be like to the second. Mm-hmm. And then on this, you know they just who, wandered you know who, to the who was center. there. Do you know who was there when that happened? Who? Janeway. Janeway, yeah. And on this episode, they just wandered to the center and go like, oh, what now? And you're like, what do you mean, what now? <laughs> Did you, is, do you not have a plan? Did Janeway not... Did Janeway not say this is the center of what a Borg cube looks like and this mm-hmm. is how you're going to extract it? information? So dumb. So yes, dumb. not. That's I, why yeah. it knocked me down from like a good episode to like the the planning in the Borg cube and everything like that I think is is too dumb to be a good episode. Yeah. I do I'd like the the you know when they when they hook zero up like I kind of I got that like I you know if they were gonna if they were gonna hook anyone up it was yeah it was gonna be one of the two braver the two bravest which is zero and and Gwen um, and uh, like and zero it's harder to mechanically assimilate zero yeah because than... zero is energy yeah um, but also like zero you know zero mentions that like she was part of part of a, a hive mind before so like yeah. she's like you know she's probably like if i do get assimilated i've broken free from a hive mind before i know yeah. i know how to individualize i i double checked because it's been a while since i i watched the tos episode i'm like medusans aren't all hive mind are they so uh, well apparently according to memory alpha or whatever no um so they are now they're... motherfucker or Zero's got something in her past where she was hooked up to a different hive mind. Yeah, there's other hive oh, minds out there. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, man. Just mm. look at Twitter. Hey. Whoa, society. I, I try not to. <laughs> you know? No, me either, man. Not anymore. Not yep. anymore. Not before, not now. No. But like with so with Zero's like um Zero's little hero's journey. So yeah. the the episode zero to hero, is it way very <laughs> really? good? There we go. Um, um, so the episode starts out, um, they're in a they're in a holodeck simulation. So they could have run a fucking simulation, but they're in a they're in a holodeck simulation mm-hmm. of of one of Gwyn's memories, which I don't understand how they managed to put that together. But whatever. Um, I, I I no prized it and said they the her combat recorded it. Oh. That that was um, my best no prize of it, and that being very generous, <laughs> I think. Nice. 
Um, but like, yeah, like I, I, I could see why she would be eager to sort of, yeah. you know, level out and fix the situation a bit. And and we saw we saw that last week as well, where it was "I'll do anything to fix you, uh, Gwyn." Um, and then this this week again, she's fearful about hurting people, and you know, is very tiptoeing around them. Mm-hmm. Um, which has got to be hard if you're a, a gas cloud tiptoeing around. <laughs> um, yeah. The um, what did you what? So what is so what? What did you think of the weapon? Cool. Yeah, it's cool. It, it was reminding me a bit of the um, Discovery season two um, control AI. Mm. Yeah. Please. Yeah. You know, uh, reminded me Star Trek at the moment. Toyota. What? <laughs> what remind you of Toyota? What? Sorry. Yeah, the old Toyota Igo commercial from from years ago. Mm. Yeah, man, it's cool. Fractals. There's a lot yeah. of fractal imagery. You know, yeah. there was there was the weapon just folding in on itself. Mm. There's um, zero when she's you know plugged into the fucking Borg matrix. Yeah, and she looks like she's in the quantum realm. Yeah, from she's in fucking Doctor Strange's like yeah, man, in a weird um, other dimension. Yeah, man, there's a lot of cool trippy imagery this week, which I'm yeah. always down with. Skipping, skipping a bit. I don't think it's that much of a issue them not being able to remove or destroy the bomb because there's a shuttle maker on board. Like it makes shuttles. Why couldn't you just make a shuttle and say, I tell you what, fly into a sun? Well, yeah, that. Maybe you don't want to do that because there's like a proto star on board, but just leave it somewhere. Hmm. And then we've already seen like from the trailer or from the clips of like future episodes, Janeway's tracing, like chasing them down and they're like, we can't communicate. Build a shuttle launch it out, say, by the way, Janeway, we can't communicate from this because it'll blow up your ship. Um, the, the but we're ship, here you know, to enlist. We're here. <laughs> you know, yeah. We're your friends. Uh, Don't go over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that would be wise. It it, it, it seems like non-stakes for me again. And it's mm, just, you know, kind of. I don't get it. Yeah. What else with the kids before before we talk about fucking Janeway? Um, um, what have I got? Oh, there was a bit where they talk about. So I've got I've got in here. So they talk about like that they need to they need to get like to the control room, and I think it's zero that says we need to find we need to get to the vinculum. Yeah, so I yeah. Just put vinculum. Ooh, and then I googled it, and I was thinking of speculum. Yeah, it, it uh, has been in, in track <laughs> before. Yeah, no. Just vinculum. like the, um, <laughs> yeah. Vinculum is is the joining of two systems, two yeah. or more systems. Speculum is for the spread. Anyway. Yeah. Um, for the, the spreading of systems. The, the spreading, let's say. Yeah. Um, they they also talk about the neuro a neurolithic pap- pathogen pathogen, um, which is, uh, Janeway original real-life Janeway delivered one of them in Endgame. That's what killed all the Borg. Right. Killed all the Borg. Um, so, you know, it's nice feeding that back, I suppose. That yeah. 
the ship has been shut down because of of that stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, it's a good Easter egg. And it's not yeah. it's not long after, is it? It's like we're we're still pretty still we're not that far from from endgame uh, at this point, are we? Hold on. Hold on. Okay, endgame is twenty three seventy eight and this is um twenty three eighty three. So or twenty three eighty four now. So about about five uh, six years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, uh, well, we already know the Borg didn't just all die instantly. Um, maybe it was just that subgroup of Borg or whatever. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, yeah, doesn't matter. I mean, like there was, there's fucking all kind. There's there's loads of Borg still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Girati Borg just hanging out somewhere yeah. at the moment. Are anyway. off, you know, asking people if they want to join the Borg. Yeah. Please, sir, do you want to join our Borg? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fucking Oliver Twist. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we've got the Janeway stuff anyway. Yeah, man. Isn't it interesting? I was trying to think back of the last time we, like, followed two ships in a series, and the only two times I could think of it were um, in Enterprise, where Trip is on the Columbia mm-hmm. for a couple of episodes, and then on TNG, then when Worf gives up his like Starfleet post and just serves on a Klingon ship for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, because the... normally it's like you never go over a couple of episodes being on two ships. No. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. Like when when they announced that like. When they first announced Discovery, I remember reading an interview where they were saying that they were kind of like, they were kind of, they were looking at Game of Thrones and they were looking at all these different storylines happening all at once. Hmm. And, you know, in the first series of, of, well, for the first part of the first series of Discovery, we did have like a lot of Klingon stuff and a lot of yeah. um, disco stuff. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. But that, it, it, we didn't end, that didn't end up panning out. Then we get, you know, in series three, we get Book in his ship. True. And we yeah. get we get the disco folks. But I've always clearly I've forgotten for just like, all know, of Discovery. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, you know, yeah, having you know having the series set, you know, spreading it over two different ships, adding in a third, you know, it, that'd be cool. Yeah. You know, you get like naval dramas that you know that take you know, where you're getting full storyline of Fucking Russian guys in that submarine and some Americans in that submarine, and you're following them both. And he's yeah. got a corrupt leader, and these guys are these guys are like dying or whatever. Or just even the the Battlestar uh, stuff where you've got ships yeah. and you're you're you know not vying for power between them, but there is a a balance of power between mm. two captains. We never really see that multiple episodes you know it's so rare because star trek ships are apparently you know they go out alone all the captains are like they've hung out together for too long you know they're they're like flat they were in the resistance together yeah but they're like flatmates that have like lived together for like 10 years and like i'm just gonna go out you know and kind of need a bit of space from you you know Mm. i 
I like you still, but I need to get somewhere of my own. <laughs> you yeah. know, that, that sort of way. And you go like, mm. yeah. But we, we, we haven't really seen it as a series um, mm. many times. But yeah, I'm looking um, forward to more of it. It's fun, and it was fun getting getting some more more Janeway than we than we got last week. Um, mm. I like the bit where she's she's having tea, black, fresh coffee. Would you like a cup? No, I gave it up years ago. I only drink tea now. Yeah, doctor's orders, no more coffee. I've got no ear saying no coffee. Fire that doctor. Yeah. Um, if it's the EMH, sorry, mate. You gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> erased. Just, just like like when the doc when when I got prescribed Listex of vitamin and the doctor was like, "You're gonna have to massively um, lower your caffeine intake," and I was just like, "Okay." Yeah. To what? Five monsters a day? <laughs> no, I don't drink monster. I just I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, I do drink less, but I don't. But I do it the the wrong way that I'm supposed to. Like I'm supposed to not have coffee like before or shortly after taking my medication mm. but instead i just try not to drink coffee after four in the afternoon mm. but i still drink coffee with my medication yeah what are doctors now over the yay what are you doing? occasional studies <laughs> um we got some more of jamila jamil's character not only does she yeah. have red boots mate she's got cool fingerless gloves. yeah i've got that in my notes as well also yeah, has cool gloves. <laughs> yeah, cool gloves. And they are, if, if, if there are any Star Trek online fans, from yeah. what I can tell from the shots, if you want to replicate that, it looks like the gloves for the Intel uniform. Okay. For when you're doing, for when you're doing space, for when you're playing Space Barbie. Yeah. Um, that, those are the gloves you want. So yeah. you want to get your Zen, you want to go... You want to go get the Intel uniform purely for the gloves because the jacket and the shades and the trousers are stupid. The boots are kind of cool. Yeah, boots are cool. Like cowboy boots. The boots are cool. Um, I I, I think it's fairly weird that we haven't, like, been introduced to her crew at all. Like, we we know uh, uh, Jamil or or Jamil. we don't know a character's bit... name, clearly. Yeah, don't know a character's <laughs> name. The Doctor, I was just like, uh, hold on, I did make a note of it because it was like Doctor Know It or something like that. I was like, okay, I suppose we've got a Doctor's name now, but if, if we only see him for 30 seconds every episode, then I'm never going to remember him. Yeah. We got... Well, um, as if we've got Reggie another Yates fucking... We've got another bolshy fucking... Yeah. We've got another bloody Dr. Tana. Yeah. And, and another new uniform for him. Yeah. Ridiculous. No consistency. Ridiculous. How dare they? It's good I've stopped drawing the uniforms when I got to Discovery because I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm so tired. <laughs> Were you just about to say something about Reggie Yates? It's not Reggie Yates. Who is it from Hamilton? Um... Reggie Yates is from fucking Smile. Smile in the morning, Sunday, British Sunday morning um, youth yeah. TV. I, I I can't remember his name. I want. I'm saying Reggie because that's the that's the other singer from another show. Um, but who's the guy who's Hamilton? Um, who's in Hamilton? I 
can't remember his fucking name. It's oh. going to be flashing on the screen now. If well, I can't the big remember. guy, the the main, the the dude, the, the, with all no, the, the tone afro, rings. no, the big afro guy. Oh, the not the original Hamilton, the guy who took over. No, he he's in Hamilton. Like he's in the the one that's on Disney Plus, but he's got the big afro. Oh, what the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, oh yeah, no, he's yeah, he's great. He's good. He's been in a couple of things. He's yeah, good. he was in last week. Don't know his character's name either. And and I think it's a bit weird that you know we're getting pieces of this crew, but never introduced to them other than Janeway. It's like. And yet they're trotted out. They're, they're walked out for all of, um, you know, Comic-Con and stuff like that. It's Jamila Jamil. And you're like, okay, don't know anything about your character other than she's got boots and is aspiring to be a captain at some point. Davy Diggs. Is it Davy Diggs? Is he got Reggie an afro? Yates. I know. <laughs> I'm uh, terrible with names, clearly. His name is... So the first officer is Tysus, um, okay. voiced by David Diggs. He's the Andorian. We've got the chief medical officer. No, not officer. the Andorian, I don't think. No, it is. I'm looking at it. Mm. I've got the crew of the Dauntless okay. up here now. Okay. Uh, so we've got we've got um, Tysus, Andorian. We've got um, chief medical officer um, is a Tellerite. Um, and then we've got Oh, it's lovely. Ascensia. Ascensia. That's Ascensia. Jamil, isn't it? Yes. Ascensia. Yeah. It's good it's written down somewhere because we wouldn't fucking remember it. <laughs> but yeah, we've got some good stuff with them. They are trying to help uh, the, the wrong person. Yeah. They are getting yeah. the wrong end of the stick left, right, and center. Yeah. And... You know, I suppose we're going to get the Diviner awake next week, possibly, mm-hmm. if they go back to Janeway's ship. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we're, we're just going to have to see how he spins them. And because it's a kid show, probably very easily. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a simple double bluff. Yeah, I thought um, what, whatever her character's name is, where it's just like, he was in an environmental suit. Why don't we put him back into the environmental suit sort of situation? That's like, that felt very kids um, edutainment sort of stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else with the Dauntless? Okay, so we'll, we'll get on to that. So I looked, I looked up, hmm. and when I was doing, looking up the news for today, I saw that there is, there is a, a, you know, on Twitter and on Instagram, there's a recording of Janeway's captain's log for yeah. the day. Um, yeah. uh, in it, she mentions that, like, the, the ship was named the Dauntless after an adventure in the Delta Quadrant, and I looked it up, and the Dauntless... No, you is... know this. You didn't need to look this up, surely. Yeah, no, I've, I've still have forgotten. I still can't quite... No, the, the, the ship was named by Bellana who was the project yeah. lead on making the ship. Yeah. And it's named after the Dauntless that they thought was a, a Federation ship, but was by the guy trying to seek revenge on Seven of Nine for yeah. getting his whole civilization assimilated. And it wasn't yeah. a Federation ship. So why Arturis? 
Arturas. Uh, yes, that's yeah, yeah. his name. Played by. Um, oh yeah, uh, it's a good character actor. Isn't Roy, it? yeah, he's great. That guy, Roy Wise. Mm. He played. Yeah. Um, he he played. Um, Laura Palmer's dad in Twin Peaks. Wow. Um, oh, so good. Uh, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The um, like, is that is that is that what you want to name your ship after? Sounds like kind of kind of a bad memory to me. Well, they've just copied the design. They've gone. It's a good name though. Yeah, he he's he's made this ship. You know that it has slipstream drive, and we're just going to copy the ship um, and put the same slipstream drive in. So why not name it the same? Apparently. Yeah, I guess. Same old, same old. It's it's pretty much the same looking ship. Um, Trek yards mm. do a breakdown of one versus the other um mm. but it, it's it's very very similar um and you've got to go well she just went well they made the ship look like that and it traveled in slipstream so i'll make the ship look like that and it'll travel in slipstream too i've, I've got an image of like balana with like the specs of the original dauntless and the specs mm. of this new ship and they're like we need a name and she's like oh whatever and just Rips the bottom of the the whole <laughs> yeah. for that and just sticks it onto that. Done. Yeah, it's the or dauntless. She's ripped out the design and like tried to not rip out the name um, when she did it. Handed it in and they've gone. Oh, have you got a name for it? And then she just rip out the, the top of the page mm. as well and just be like, I don't care. She's a, a, a busy woman, Bellana, in that she's, you know, got a, a recent kid. She's appearing in a comic and she's making the Dauntless um, all within a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. She's also the first officer aboard um, whatever ship Paris is the captain of in Star Trek Online. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Busy woman. Busy woman. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I say, so I'm saying, so the reason why I bring that up really mm. is I didn't know that the that the fucking that Star Trek has been releasing captains logs and ship logs for like most episodes of Star Trek on Instagram and Twitter since mm. like season three of Discovery. I was yeah. unaware of this because I don't I don't use Twitter and I think that. And I don't use Instagram. I think <laughs> and I think the people who do. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think that Twitter and Instagram are the most harmful um, yeah. uh, social medias out there. Aside from like, you know, Truth Social. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the one that fucking Kanye wants to buy? Parler. Tidal? Oh, Parler. Parler, sorry, yeah. yeah. No, Tidal is music. the music yeah. app that he has, which my partner says is actually very good. Um, yeah, not so much money for, to a... Not so <laughs> much for the, the breadth of the catalogue, but, like, they say that the the, the sound quality is noticeably yeah. better. Yeah. I'm, I'm past, I hear that, I'm, I hear that I, too, as well. I, I, I mean, as that said, I can't say I, I can hear a fucking difference. I've not got very no. good hearing. Um <laughs> If you if you can't tell I buy our audio week to week, uh, neither of us have good hearing. <laughs> no. Um, if you would like to volunteer sound engineering services, you know, yeah, sound um, comment <laughs> comment below. Um, we won't pay. 
even if we start earning money. We will not pay. We refuse no. to. No, not not. This is Star Trek. This is a cashless society. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know that they were fucking. I didn't know they were doing this. And I found a delightful ship's log by Shax from the last episode of Lower Decks. Personal log, stardate 58499.8. Repairs on Douglas Station are underway after a deadly assault carried out by the sinister Admiral Buenamigo's automated ships. Starfleet has a real problem with admirals either being saints or total egomaniacs out for their own gain. There's nothing I hate more than an evil admiral seem to crop up annually. I do have to admit that this time was special, though, because, um, I got to eject the warp core, and by the prophets, it was everything I dreamed it would be. A two-story matter-antimatter bomb shooting out of the bottom of the ship mid-warp. Oh, and it never would have happened without Ensign Bradward Boimler. I can't believe I ever doubted the boy's pa. I, that bear cub helped me realize a dream years in the making he's a bridge buddy for life i tell you I, oh, oh no i'm getting emotional again <clears throat> i i have to go yeah. Yeah. isn't he lovely he's lovely he's so oh he's so yeah. happy with that and he's just like yes destruction raining down yeah it's fucking and it's like and it does seem to like, like inform on the characters like a fair bit more yeah as well like the one we've got um, for for last week's uh, prodigy, I was going to say Lodex, is Janeway, and it you know goes through the the launch of the Dauntless. It goes through you know or playing it here. Vice Admiral's log, start date six one two two four point nine. We are en route from the Carina Nebula near the Beta Delta border, the last known location of the USS Protostar. Our only lead on her missing crew, led by Captain Chakotay. It's strange, commanding the Dauntless after years behind the desk. Even its name, suggested by Project Lead Valana Torres, is a solemn reminder of my previous time in the Delta Quadrant on Voyager. The sacrifices there, the mistakes we made. And now, a chance to return and rectify them. This was the mission of the Protostar, one Chakotay deeply believed in. And yet, the question remains, what happened to him? Our investigation led to a battle-damaged asteroid where we discovered a broken comm badge and equipment, rations, life support, enough to sustain hundreds for decades. But it was strangely empty, save for one lone survivor. Perhaps he holds the answers we seek. For the launch of the Dauntless, the mission that the protostars on that that's all stuff that we didn't kind of know before instead we got by we the got... episode like writers as well yeah instead instead we got a we got an opening monologue that mentions the fact that the ship was stolen every 5 seconds yeah stolen stolen yeah they didn't mention it this week mm. so yeah but it won't be long it won't be long at all yeah. it won't be long at all but yeah, you know th that that's been nice, and I think um, we'll probably try and throw them in if they're of any interest uh, mm. into into this show here that you're listening to right now with your ears. Yeah, now that we know that it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, Twitter is bad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> avoid Twitter if you can. Avoid Twitter if you can, and 
extra avoid Instagram. It's just, uh, we were talking about it beforehand. It's just envy fuel. It's just like, it, it's just, if you want a bunch of reasons to mm. feel bad about yourself, get Instagram yeah. and look at, and look at other people having a better time than you. Much like the audio recordings we're recommending, the lives that you see on Instagram aren't real lives. It is, it is a per, like it is a fake version of what people want to be, and don't get yourself sucked into that, and don't get yourself comparing. Um, mm -hmm. What is it? Comparison is the thief of joy, or something like that. Mm, you know, yeah, man. You don't always need to be comparing yourself to the Joneses next door. If you haven't got anything else on the episode, do we want to talk the moral of the episode? Yeah, sure, Which, absolutely. You know, it's a kids' show, so it's yeah. not it's not that hidden. Um, it, it's it's fairly shouted out that there's two, uh, or I I got the I put down two. Mm -hmm. I put you know we all get hurt. It's a risk of revealing yourself to others. You shouldn't feel ashamed for doing it in act of love. And the other one I got was I've put in brackets next next to it. It's semi meaningless twaddle. Your friends are your collective. Yeah, there's definitely that. That's yeah. That's you know resistance is futile. They you know they end the episode with Dal saying yeah. you know resistance is futile. Oh, we're all in our collective. Yeah. And it's like oh yeah, try that again. It's like the Borg with nanoprobes that would have assimilated assimilated you in seconds. You know. Oh, we're all yeah. in a collective. Well, no, maybe they should have done that. Just like, you will be assimilated. No, you will be assimilated. Mm. Your technological, biological distinctiveness will be added to ours. You're going to join our fun ship. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I've just, in, in my notes, I've literally just got, um, addressing your mistakes can be challenging, um, especially around mm -hmm. other people, because it requires being vulnerable. And yeah. vulnerability can be hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, expose like you say, exposing yourself, uh, especially to the people that you care about. Um, it can be difficult, even though like you know, the people that you care about and that care about you will tell you till they're blue in the face. Like you can, you can tell me, you can open up to me, and yeah. But you know, it's easier said than done. But mm -hmm. more often than not, it's it's worth doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know. Fairly well done, and you voiced it probably better than they did. <laughs> well, I am in therapy. So. Yeah. Uh, All the yeah, lessons no. from therapy you're getting for free here, folks. These are just, Honestly, you know, passed down therapy lessons. Just passing it, passing it from my therapist on to you guys. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think that's a great, uh, it's, you know, obviously this show, and that's a good thing to, uh, to, to teach kids, you know. I deal yeah. with my nephew and my partner's kid and, you know, when they get really upset or they or they're genuinely upset about something, they don't want to talk about it. I remember when I was yeah. a kid, when something was worrying me, I would just get like a stomach ache, and I'd be, yeah. I'd just be like, and like, I'd be like, I don't feel well. And my mom would be like, "What's on your mind?" Yeah, you know, and like, leave me alone, witch. Mind reading, yes, witch. Leave me alone. <laughs> Stop it. How? Yeah. Um. But yeah, like that that's the thing, you know, it's 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 an important lesson for kids because you know it's hard for and adults, adults you and, know? It, and yeah, it's hard for kids, it's hard for adults, like yeah, it's a good lesson. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's one of the final lessons we've got um, you know, recently. You know, looking back at 
last week's load uh, last week's prodigy and last season's load X. Yeah, I think this is like a good, good, good lesson. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, as well as obviously the 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 the, the teamwork. Yeah, teamwork That's makes the dream work. Teamwork. That's yeah. fucking teamwork. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the uh, that's the ever present, the ever present uh, moral lesson of 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 prodigy, especially. Yeah. Um, you know, play nice. Mm. <laughs> Put all your toys back in the box after you're done with them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. If not, put them on. You know, fire them out an airlock. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Put the weapon on the shuttle and fire the shuttle into the sun. Well, apparently they can't move the fucking weapon. It's it's in midair. <laughs> Just use the shipbuilder to build another uh, protostar next to it. Transport the protostar actual core across <laughs> and then push the other one into the sun. Genius. That's genius. Yeah. That's what... That's Yes. Use your fucking brain, tiny kids. Fucking awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. That's a much better idea. Yeah. Oh man, if only they had us there. Yeah. If only they had two grown adults to point out the logic errors in their kids' show. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, no, I think like if we were there, like we could be doing the shaking. It's the bulk. We need to leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, if we were there, that would happen. I mean, the only thing I would say on that is it kind of makes sense that Janeway would be like, well, if you're not going to leave the Borg, how about walking middle of the ship, you know, just around? Because she did that so many fucking episodes yeah. where it was just like they made that Borg set and they were like, well, we might might as well get the bunny out of it, you know, mm. walk down this two corridor set over and over again. Well, yeah, no, that will have been the... Um, that if, if they'd have planned... The mission out ahead of time that would have been mm. it but like the self and she's like now what you're going to want to do is see this corridor here you're going to want to go around this corridor a few times yeah um and then the speculum will you'll you'll it let, will appear how how the kids whip out the phases as well and be like after one shot they're like ha ha this works and they all pull out phases and start shooting all around and like oh no they've adapted it's like yeah, did did no mm-hmm. one did Janeway not tell you? I mean, <laughs> and then yeah. Gwyn, I, I forgot to say, makes a bat left out of her. Uh, yeah, that was whatever. sick. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. man, Gwyn's cool. I like Gwyn's Gwyn. cool. Yeah, Gwyn's cool. Zero's cool. Yeah, they're all they're all cool enough. They're all cool, but those, I think Gwyn and Zero are, are becoming my like favorite characters. Yeah. 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 And yeah. uh, and obviously, I like Rock. What's her fucking name again? Asencia. Because of her, just because of her style. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Just not like it's not it's not the slaves. style itself. It's not the style itself. It's you know it's the statement. It's yeah. the it's the it's the bravery. You yeah. know that's you know good fashion is all about taking risks. Mm. And and she's she's out there doing it, man. Yeah. You wait. If this goes on a couple of seasons, we're going to see her like catwalking down in proper uh, Jamila Jamil. Yeah. Uh, just a big ass fucking dress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. We have anything else on the episode? I don't 
don't think so. Me neither. Then we are done. Uh, I would say relatively quickly. An hour hey, and a half. That's not bad, mate. That's no, not bad. I, I want to get sub an hour at some point so I can edit quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, on, on that spot. Links and shit. Links and shit. Links and Before, shit down yeah. below. Um, you know, Ethan's TikTok, the uh, Made It So Facebook group, all that. Time codes, if you've forgotten and want to skip back to something for, for whatever reason, because I remembered it up front this week. Damn it. Yes. Uh, I didn't have to edit it in. Um, but yeah. Oh, and that, the, the, um, uh, you know, and, and Trek, Trek, Trek against ALS and, and, uh, and, and, uh, cancer. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. If you can, if anyone can, mm-hmm. you know, please, you know, do what you, you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Times are tough, but if, you know, there's, there's always someone out there having it tougher. And if you can help them out, um, then that's what we're on the planet for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on that note, so. live long and prosper, motherfuckers. And peace and long life, double dumbasses. Weird, though. <laughs>